You're listening to Jake Zape with Preaching the Sword of the Spirit. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text for today comes from the first chapter of the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, verses 4 through to 11. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the land of Judea and all of Jerusalem went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. And John was dressed in camel's hair and a belt of leather was around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, There is one coming after me who is mightier than I, of whom I am not fit to stoop down and loosen his sandal strap. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And it happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. And immediately, coming up from the water, he saw the heavens torn open and the Spirit coming down on him like a dove. And a voice came out of heaven, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sights, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. The Gospel of Mark begins with the account of John the Baptist. He came baptizing and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. This was not an unusual practice in the days of Jesus. During the intertestamental period, the Jews had introduced the custom of baptism, and the Jewish rabbis would often perform baptisms. The unusual thing with John's baptism was who he baptized. The rabbinical baptism was only ever performed on proselytes, those Gentiles who wished to convert to Judaism. The Gentiles were not sons of Abraham, and thus were not part of God's covenant with his people. The Gentiles were outside of God's people, but through this rabbinical baptism they could be welcomed into the people of God. John, however, did not baptize Gentiles, but Jews. People from all over Judea came to be baptized by John. And in doing this, John was essentially welcoming them into the family of God. Baptism is the sacrament of initiation, which marks a person's rebirth into the family of God. By baptizing these Jews, John was welcoming them into the family of God, which meant that he was also saying that these Jews were not actually part of God's family prior to their baptism. It is for this reason that the Pharisees hated John the Baptist, for he was saying that they were outside of God's family and were in need of this baptism. It is strange to think that the Jews were not part of God's people, for they were the sons of Abraham. They were the chosen race of God. But John did not consider these Jews members of God's people. And why was this? The answer is seen in the type of baptism that John gave. John came preaching repentance and offered a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. The Pharisees thought that they were saved because they were sons of Abraham and because they performed all the ritual sacrifices. However, we are not saved because of some special lineage or because of the mere performance of sacrifices. Instead, we are saved through repentance of our sins and faith in our Lord Jesus. Later on in Mark's Gospel, when Jesus began his ministry, he went around preaching, Repent and believe in the Gospel. In Luke's Gospel, John the Baptist rebukes the high priests for their lack of repentance. Do not say, We have Abraham as our father, for God is able to raise up sons of Abraham from these stones. Instead, bear fruits worthy of repentance. 
God does not desire our sacrifices and our performance of rituals. He desires the repentance of our sins. As the psalmist said, God does not desire your burnt offering, but a broken and contrite heart. The Jews thought they could be saved by making sacrifices in the temple, but a sacrifice without repentance is meaningless. Those Jews who did not repent and believe were not part of God's family. Thus, John brought to them a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of their sins, so that they could repent and be baptized and be welcomed into the people of God. The rabbinical baptism was a mere custom that symbolized the entry of a Gentile into the Jewish people. But John's baptism was a true sacrament that granted the people forgiveness of their sins and true entry into the people of God. There are even people today who think that they will go to heaven because they are a Christian. But be warned, brothers and sisters, not all who cry, Lord, Lord, will be saved. Not all who call themselves Christian are in fact a Christian. Some claim that because they were baptized and confirmed that they will go to heaven. But baptism without repentance and faith is meaningless. When John came baptizing, he preached a message of repentance. And those who were baptized by John are said to have confessed their sins. At the end of Mark's gospel, Jesus says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will not be saved. Baptism does truly grant us the forgiveness of our sins and join us into the people of God. And for this reason, we are told to go forth and baptize all people. But without repentance and faith, baptism is ineffective. But if John's baptism was one of repentance, which granted the forgiveness of sins, then why did Jesus need to be baptized by John? If Jesus is without sin, why was he baptized? In order to answer that question, we must ask another question. If Jesus is without sin, then why did he die on the cross? Jesus was baptized for the forgiveness of sins for the same reason that he was executed on the cross as the punishment of sins. He did this to take your place, so that you could take his. Jesus took on flesh and was baptized in order to share in your humanity and to share in your baptism. He died and shared in your death. He did this to unite himself with you so that by sharing in your death you could share in his resurrection. As St. Paul said, we who are baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. We, through baptism, are buried with him, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead, so too will we also be raised. For if we were united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be united in the likeness of his resurrection. Christ took on human flesh, and even though he was without sin himself, he bore in his body the sins of the world. Therefore, when he was baptized, he was baptized as a sinner to receive the forgiveness of sins. And when he died, he died as a sinner to suffer the consequences of sin. And in doing this, he united himself with our humanity so that we could be united with him in his divinity. As St. Athanasius said, God became man that man might become God. Jesus was clothed in humanity and through baptism we are clothed in Jesus. As St. Paul said, as many of you who were baptized in the Christ have been clothed in Christ. In order to clothe you in Christ, Christ first clothed himself with you. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus clothed himself in your sin so that you could be clothed in his righteousness. 
He was baptized and died as a sinner in order to unite himself with your baptism and your death so that you would be united with him in life. Jesus took your place so that you could take his. This is what Martin Luther called the joyful exchange. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, he took your sins and in return you received his blessings. He died in your place so that you could live in his. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, he did so as if he was you. He died for your sins and to suffer your punishment. And when he died, he died as if he was Jake Zabel. And by uniting himself to us, he has united us to him. So that when you stand before the throne of God, you do so as if you were the son of God himself. When Jake Zabel stands before the throne of God, he stands there not as Jake Zabel, but he stands there as if he was Jesus Christ. And the same goes for each of you. Just insert your name where I have inserted mine. This is the same with our baptism. When Jesus Christ was baptized, he did so in the place of sinners. He was baptized as if he was you. He went down into the waters of the Jordan River to be cleansed of your sins and to repent on your behalf. He united himself to you in your baptism and you are united to him. So that when each of you are baptized, you are clothed in Christ as if you were baptized as Christ himself. And if you are baptized as Christ, then you share in the blessings that Christ received in his baptism. John said that I baptize you with water, but Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And after being baptized, Jesus came up out of the water and the Holy Spirit came down onto him. And the Father spoke from the heavens and said, You are my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. In our baptism, we are clothed in Christ. So we stand there as if we are Jesus. And so in our baptism, these blessings of God are given to us also. The Holy Spirit comes down to rest on us. And the Father in heaven declares us to be his beloved Son and his beloved daughter. We are baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. For in our baptism we are united with the triune God. God dwells in us and we dwell in God. In verse 10, Jesus is said to have gone up while the Holy Spirit of God is said to have come down. And it is not a coincidence that Mark uses these words in his gospel. Throughout the scriptures, the authors frequently use different directions to make a significant theological point. Through the baptism of John, the heavens are torn open. Heaven and earth are united and Jesus comes up to see the heavens opened to him. And while Jesus goes up, the Holy Spirit comes down. As we are united to Christ in baptism, we in our own baptism experience what Christ experienced. In our baptism, the heavens and the earth were united for us so we could be raised up to share in the heavenly experience. We are raised up to share in the divinity of Jesus. And as we ascend, the Spirit of God descends to us. We are raised up to dwell with God in heaven and God descends to dwell with us on earth. This is the joyful exchange. This is the very purpose of Christ's birth. That Jesus Christ, God the Son, took on flesh and dwelt among us on earth in order that man could take on Christ and dwell with God in heaven. This is the joyful exchange. This is the very purpose that Christ was born. That Jesus Christ, the Son of God, took on flesh and dwelt among us on earth in order that man could take on Christ and dwell with God in heaven. 
God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dwell in us here and now on earth, and we dwell in the triune God now in heaven. Through baptism, we are united with the triune God. In baptism, Christ united himself to us and us to him. He clothes us in himself, and we are joined to God the Son through the waters of baptism. And through this baptism, heaven is opened to us. So that just as Christ has ascended into heaven and dwells at the right hand of God the Father, so too have we been raised with Christ. We are joined to God the Father. We dwell with him in heaven now. And this is not something that we need to wait for, for our souls are already in his hands. And in baptism, the Holy Spirit comes down to dwell with us on earth. The Father and the Son send the Holy Spirit to come and unite himself with us. We are joined to God the Holy Spirit through the word and the sacraments. And through baptism, we are united with the Holy Trinity. And since in our baptism we are joined to Christ's baptism, we have received the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Christ was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. Christ committed no sin and yet he took your place and was baptized as a sinner to receive the cleansing of your sins. And then he died on the cross as a sinner to pay the debt for your sins. And through baptism, you have been united to Christ. You have received the cleansing of your sins. You have received the full payment of your debts and you have been declared righteous before God. Christ took your sin and punishment that you earned upon himself and in exchange, he has placed on you the righteousness that he has earned. And in your baptism, you are declared the beloved son of God. You are welcomed into God's family. You belong to God's people. For the son of God became a man, so that man could become the sons of God. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.